Welcome to the Old Dog Jiu-Jitsu Podcast, where we discuss all things Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, somewhat focus on the older folks out there. <laughs> I'm your host, Dr. Joe, and it's been a while since we've been on the mic. Um, we're currently on episode eight. If you're so kind to join us for this conversation, uh, this week I sit down with Coach Anthony and we talk a little bit about what the lockdown has been like for us. Um, our approaches to uh, training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu during this period of time, and some upcoming fights. Unfortunately, by the time this is released, some of the fights will already be completed, but you can see what our predictions were uh, prior to the fight. So um, I would like to thank you. And I also, before we get started, want to thank our sponsors, which we again mention within the podcast. And that first sponsor this week being Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy. Uh, Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy, it changes lives one customer at a time. I've been, and I go into this in the podcast, I won't go too deep into it now, but I'm a, I have turned into a big believer in CBD oil um, for recovery and also for sleep. But uh, the, the company I, I used before even talking about any type of sponsorship was Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy. Um, they have everything from hemp flower, muscle relief gels, salves, bath bombs, they even have products for your pets. I, I pretty much stick with the oils, um, and I'll go into that a little bit more during the podcast. But if you're at all interested in finding top quality um, CBD oil to make a part of your training and your lifestyle, Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy can be found at TennesseeHempPharmacy.com, and that is spelled Tennessee, which is T-N, just T-N, T-N, Hemp Pharmacy. It's all one word, T-N-H-E-M-P, Pharmacy with F. F-A-R-M-A-C-Y.com. Again, that's T-N-H-E-M-P-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y.com, Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy. We're also brought to you this week by Revital Health Clinics. Uh, Revital Health and Wellness Clinic is a premier men's and women's health clinic focused on creating health and preventing disease. Uh, and they do this through the optimization of bioidentical hormones, uh, improved diet and exercise. Uh, Brandon Sweat, a nurse practitioner, a good friend of mine, years of experience in the field. Um, and he knows what it, he knows what he's doing when it comes to hormones and optimizing your wellness. Um, just an amazing place, an amazing guy. Uh, please visit them at revitalhealthclinics.com. And, uh, you know, when you talk to Brandon, tell him Joe sent you. And with that, we're going to get started with episode eight. We can if you want. We're live right now. No, I don't need yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we are finally back. It has been how, how long? Oh, I feel like three months. I feel like three months, but it could be more than that. What are we in? We're in July, so... Actually, January? No, you put one out. You put some videos out. Yeah, and I was with so. Chris. Chris came on for one or two. Oh, no, we did like a COVID update. Oh, that's right. You yeah. did. Yep, you did the ones with Chris Wohler. Yeah. So, uh, that's yeah. what most people have been asking me more than anything else. What's that? When are you going to do COVID part three? Oh, part three. I mean, actually. I don't even want to talk about it. Hey, guys, this is, the, <laughs> this is the old dog BJJ podcast. Uh, Dr. Joe and Coach Anthony coming at you. Hey. Um, it has been some time. And, you know, part of the other thing was... So many people were doing content. Yeah, when was, we were locked up. Right, and it was it was I don't know. It might have been a good opportunity to do more. I certainly all the love was awesome. Yeah, you know, people asking, and, and that's kind of how the the Joey videos got started. Right. Uh, and I've got more people asking me more for adult instruction than anything else. Oh, right on. Yeah. So we've gotten a lot of feedback. One is when are you going to do COVID part three? Uh, we're not going to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, when are you going to do more adult videos for mom and dads? Yeah. You know, to how, how do I help my kids at home? Um, which yeah, I need to get on it. I mean, Trey, one of our training partners, he's given me some, uh, video equipment, video audio equipment. It's more audio for um video t- for i for your ipod and the audio quality on it's awesome for your iphone yeah yeah okay. it hooks right gotcha. up to it yeah he's yeah. helped me out tremendously so yeah. i might even ask for some of his expertise to kind of come in and get these videos done um but in any case uh what have you been doing with your covid time oh man sitting at the house a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been uh it's been interesting for sure uh especially with two small kids you know yeah. you know how that goes yeah uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. trap them in a room and uh <laughs> somebody goes crazy yeah yeah so, definitely um, you know i've tried to get a little training in here and there uh you know even when we weren't 
we're not supposed to. Uh, yeah. I waited. I don't know. Well, you got mats for your house, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I got mats, uh, which was nice. Uh, yeah. The wife was like, all right, just order the mats and maybe that'll stop you from being so crazy. Sure as shit. I went to Dick's the other day. Yeah. And they have no weights. Yeah. They have no equipment. Guess what they had? I swear to God, they had two two uh, sets of Dollarmer roll-up mats. What? Yeah, red and black, black underneath, yeah. red on top. That's crazy. That is crazy. I've never seen it there before. I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, but all the crap that was there, and they had those two, two mats insane. there. Do you yeah. remember how much they were? They were three something a piece, like 360. So like five three. by tens? Or, or excuse me, 10 by 10, I guess? No, no, no. They're five by, t- five by 10, and you had to get two of them. So they were three something a piece? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's no, not, I could be wrong. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, <laughs> but because of the convenience, I did think about it for half sure. a second. Yeah, for sure. Because I've got them in the garage, but we want them on the, for the patio. So. Well, I bought them from Dolomer for yeah. 150 a piece. Yeah. And yeah, because they had a discount they had a deal at that going time. On. Yeah. Because the shipping was free and they were, I think, $50 off that's or something crazy. like that. That's crazy. Yeah. So I got those. And uh, yeah, like you mentioned about the weights being out, our neighbor across the street comes over and we uh, we've got the full setup. Uh, luckily, that's um, you know we've got the rack and we've got kettlebells and we have all that. So neighbor comes over and he says, "Hey man, where'd you get all this stuff?" And you know from Rogue and lots of different places. And he's like, "Man, you guys were ahead of the the whole COVID thing." And it just so happened that you know we set up our home gym right before you know COVID happened. Everybody bought up the equipment. Yeah. And then like our neighbor had to wait. I think it was like a month or something like that before he could get his rack even in. And God, order. you can't. Yeah. We um. So I, I, I have a setup like that, as you know, right. um, wrestling mats and basically all the lifting equipment that I need to a certain extent, nothing super heavy, but they're all rubber plates and mm-hmm. kettlebells. Um, and, and you know, we, 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 got a pretty nice setup with that being said, there's always nicer setups. Always. And so I was going through a phase. <laughs> we're actually still going through this phase where, um, my wife is, uh, buying trees Oh, yeah, the trees. <laughs> you know how expensive trees are? They're very expensive. They're they can very, be very expensive. They're very expensive. Yeah. I have thousands of dollars worth yeah. of trees. In fact, if somebody came and robbed my house, I'd say that was stupid. You should have went outside and robbed the trees. <laughs> but in any case, so we're going through this and we're looking at these trees and the bills, I mean, they're racking up, man. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm thinking, you know what? Fuck this. I want one of those folding sets that go on the wall. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's what I have. Yeah. yeah, the PRX or what? We don't have the PRX. It's, it's the Rogue. It's the... But they fold into the wall, right? Yeah, yeah. Ours, like, it. it uh, I'm, I'm using hand motions here for you guys that, that can't see me, but it basically you uh, you take the pins out and then you push the rack. It, like, folds in. I guess a butterfly would be Okay, but it's up against the wall. Yeah, it, it goes flat to the and wall. And they have the benches out. that almost go like the, the like those folding beds. You can like get the, the folding... Yeah, like, the yeah. Mur- like a Murphy bed. Like a Murphy. That's yeah. a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can so, get that. Ours isn't. Ours rolls. Okay. Uh, pulls but out. I don't know. I want the full... So I want it to go up against the wall. Yeah, PRX has a nice looking one, but we, we have the Rogue set at the house. Yeah. So, because I don't control any of the money. I was, I was just told, <laughs> yeah, just how, how expensive is it? And I said, oh, it's expensive. Yeah, it's not cheap. You know, yeah, it's expensive. So, I... I, I overpriced it and told her, and she's like, yeah, why haven't you done that a long time ago? Oh, wow. Dude, I can't buy it. Yeah, you can't buy it now. And yeah. I, I couldn't buy it now, and even if I could, the impulse to get it, yeah. I'm like, no, I got, what I got is good enough. Yeah. But it's that initial, <laughs> like, oh, I'm spending that much on trees. I need to get a you know yeah. one of these. So it's, it, a- it's funny how those impulse, if I could have gotten it at that time. You would have, you would have had one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But They're now, nice. now that I'm just in the gym, I'm like oh, I don't need it. Yeah, you know. I mean, so yeah, they are very nice, and actually, they save Tra- some space. Trade? No, he doesn't have one. He has his is actually just a. It's a rack, I think, but it doesn't yeah. fold up. But, uh, but yeah, for your space, you definitely need one that folds. Yeah, I don't know where you would train otherwise. Well, because you don't notice it, but we have the bench in the back and everything. Oh really? Yeah, you just oh. don't notice it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I did know that. I did yeah. know that. It's just been a minute since I've been yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. I, for, I forgot about it. You have more equipment than I would think in on the space. outside looking yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. And actually, the videos you posted, too, because I was showing Kira. I was like, yeah, this is, you know, all his setup. And you've got, what, three bags in there? Yeah. You've got the teardrop. You've got... got te- well, the teardrop's not hanging out, but there's oh, okay. a... So, for you guys, and there's... If you're going to use a heavy bag, um, as far as... I know most of you guys are grappling. You don't care about punching anything but if you are going to invest on a, on a heavy bag which i don't know I'd, I'd recommend it's it's a good thing to have um they, they come in different shapes and sizes for different purposes um and i don't see a whole lot of sense in a traditional uh boxing heavy bag right. um uh, most people use that because for the movement mm-hmm. and if you have a garage 
you're not going to be able to get that bag to swing. And then when you don't want it for movement, you usually have to have a partner hold it. So what I have is a, a long, called a banana bag, called mm-hmm. a banana because back in the day they would rest on the ground and they would look like a banana. Um, and because it's the bottom part's resting on the ground, when you strike it, it doesn't move as much. Right. So it's more for power and less for movement. Um, if you don't get a true banana bag and you get what most people have now, which is just like a long tie bag, the bottom may touch the ground. It may not, but what you can do is get a tire and you put it around there. So that limits its motion Yeah. Uh, for movement. Instead of a traditional, um, boxing heavy bag, what I recommend is a, a wrecking ball. And that's just a very large, it looks like an oversized, uh, medicine ball. Uh, it's hanging and you can adjust that to a size where you, and now, now instead of just a regular boxing heavy bag, this allows you to throw uppercuts and, and punches at different angles yeah. and it moves. And so you can work your, your slips and your bobs and your shoulder, your shoulder checks, um, with that type of bag. And then you have your traditional, um, teardrop bag, which has the center of gravity at the bottom. So it allows you to work more knees. It's tapered at the top. So you can kind of work your clinch and that's the idea of those. So right now what I have hanging is the, is the traditional tie bag, Mm -hmm. the wrecking ball bag. And then probably more important than either one of those two are double end bags or yeah. what, what in, in Spanish is called a peraloca. So a crazy pair gotcha. because what they used to do is take the, the speed bag mm-hmm. and then they would tie a string to the top of the speed bag and the bottom of the speed bag. So it looks like a pair and it ju- jumps all around the place. Now we've been developed. Now, now it looks like a little tiny basketball Yeah, mm-hmm. and you can get different size. You can get peanut size. You can get large size. And so what we do at the house is we have uh, two of those. And we do two different sizes and then we set the tension different on them. So sometimes we'll set it low for the body shots and leave the tension very loose. Mm-hmm. So you punch it and you have to move. And then we'll do like the small one, like a head. So the tension's much stiffer, gotcha. just like, um, and it's a little higher. So it brings your punches up for the kids. I use a Cobra or reflex bag. Okay. And that's uh, that looks like an upside down speed bag mm-hmm. on a stick with a spring. Um, so they, they, they start on a, a Cobra bag or a reflex bag, and then they graduate into the double end bag. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and uh, maybe we'll do some videos at some point about it, but you know, the science, you know, that there, you can really get into bags. Yeah. So we keep certain ones up, um, cause the kids work on their boxing about twice a week, oh, um, nice. once a week yeah. minimum. And it's usually Sundays cause we'll do like MMA day on Sundays. Okay. Gotcha. So we just yeah, kind yeah. of throw punches and then it, they get used to doing their takedowns from a punching scenario and then they get used to doing their jujitsu with somebody actually punching. Oh, and of course they don't yeah. punch very hard, sure. but yeah. they just, it, it brings the light. Um, I think the last time my oldest said like, I don't, I don't like striking because <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny. you get lit up a bit. Um, yeah. you know, you're like, this sucks. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of our, our setup that we have there, gotcha. but going on that. So what, what's your training regimen been like during the COVID stuff? Have you been watching more videos or? Yeah, I, I started trying to watch uh, watch some videos, and then honestly, like I got bored with it. Like okay. not being able to put it into, um, you know, not not being able to go to class with it because I, I do that all the time where I'll watch some stuff, and you know, this is something I want to like develop or you know add to my arsenal. And then you know, you go work on it in class a little bit. Like if you get that time, especially like you know during the GB two stuff, yeah, you know, it's a lot more live rolling that I can try and throw some things out there, but. Um, you know, when COVID happened, I got the mats and then my wife, you know, she's shown interest, but, uh, just taking classes is not something that she has the time or, you know, um, really able to do. Yeah. So she was like, you know, I'll roll with you. You can teach me. And she's a learner. You know, she's somebody that here's something I can't do. Let me, let me figure out how to do it. Um, so she's enjoyed that, like the private lessons and stuff. Um, but you know, it's back to basics at that point, which is yeah. great for me. You know, yeah. it's awesome. I, basics. You always need those. Um, there's been plenty of medals won off of very basic moves yeah. and sweeps and stuff and submissions. But, um, yeah, so for me, it was very, uh, back to fundamentals time. And then I'd invited, you know, some people over that, you know, it was like super secret fight club kind of thing. Well, I don't know? think that was illegal, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> I don't either. Know. Yeah. But I was just trying to, to keep it on the down low, but you know, so I got some training in that way and then I started to be able to, to come back and. You know, also wanted to make sure, like, my wife was comfortable with, you know, me going out and doing that as well. Sure, sure. Um, just from, you know, you, you don't know what what's going on, who has what, who, yeah. you know. Well, I've always, I felt kind of, it was hard for me because I'm probably higher risk than, I mean, how many people have you guys actually met that are COVID positive? Uh, so, up until last month, didn't know anybody, yeah. but then it was... 
uh, a coworker's teacher, uh, coworker's son that was going to daycare. Yeah. His teacher got it, and then you know it was like this. Oh, now I know. I know somebody that knows somebody. Right. So right. I haven't actually. I don't think anybody that we specifically know. Yeah. Like, and, and, that, and that's it. been true for most people. But yeah. me, on the other hand, I'm da- not daily, but on my shifts. Yeah, yeah you're I'm, in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing people, you know, and right. I'm totally gowned up and I have my special mask and all that stuff. But nobody's getting more exposure than me. So if for somebody's sure. going to be a chance of, of exposing other people, it's me. And and so that's, so I, I wear my mask out just for the protection of other people. Yeah. Um, I really don't care if I get it or not. I'm sure I'll do just fine. Sure. Um, but I don't want other people getting sick because of me. So that was my big hesitancy to return to even to do solo training. I didn't, I didn't right. want to be the nightis for other people getting sick. Um, so people fully knew that when they came over to my house to train. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we kind of did the, you know, we did a lot of, uh, um, Hey, what are we working on this week? Yeah. And I'm lucky good. enough that my son's old enough, my, you know, that I can actually get good training in with him. Yeah. And so we would say, okay, we're working on X, Y, and Z this week. So instead of going down the rabbit hole and watching videos about everything, we're going to watch some videos specifically on that, right. train on that. And we, we got some good training sessions in. Um, I could tell he doesn't feel like he's missed. Uh, he ankle locked me the other day. And <laughs> yeah, that's your fault. I was thinking about that though. Yeah. I was thinking about that. And so that's your fault. Oh, yeah. Because a while ago you showed him some Kyle Terra, and we're going to talk about Kyle yeah. Terra later on. Yeah. Um. Uh. What it was Kyle Terra, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, a Kyle Terra. So I think yep. that was the first one where he was like, "Oh, I think I like Footlocks." Yeah. He his his brain exploded when when I showed him that. I remember yeah. him like specifically like, yeah. "Oh, so, I really like that." So, so he's watched some Dean Lister stuff yeah. and and just different ideas. I mean, because you know you can start really diving in deep into the techniques and how to apply them correctly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that kind of blew up, but we, we had some good workouts where we would do five minutes, whatever technique you want, five minutes, 50%, five minutes, full speed. That's gotcha. 15 minutes. And now that's just takedowns. Yeah. And now we're doing that with guard passing. Now we're doing that with sweeps and now we're doing that with full matches right. or, or positional. Next thing you know, like an hour and a half goes by. Yeah. So, um, so we've been doing that and a lot of lifting and conditioning. Um, and then a lot of just watching, watching matches, which brings us into this weekend because tonight we have Fight to Win, which is really the only. I mean, there's been some other organizations that have been putting things on, but I mean, IBJJF is completely closed down. Yeah, right. And does that look like that's for the rest of the year? Have you been keeping track of that? Honestly, I the last month or so I haven't looked at anything on it. Um, okay. I feel like kind of got lazy with just the whole looking up jujitsu stuff. Cause it's like you Google, you know, Hey, what's going on? And it's like, everybody's just asleep right now. Yeah. Well, we always so, schedule August is a big time for us. Cause we like to go to Vegas. Right. Um, uh, now last year was the only year we'd miss in quite a while. A friend of ours came down with uh, breast cancer and that kind of, as far as our plans went, um, we took a trip to see her instead of, going to the tournament, which right. I think is uh, the right thing to do. For sure, for sure. Um, but it is a big trip for all of us because she actually meets us out there every oh, year. really? Okay. Yeah, that. So that, cool. and so we were really looking forward, you know, her, her cancer's in remission, and That's right. uh, we were looking forward to um, going yeah, this, uh, year. this year. And now, so I, I mean, even if it got reinstated, I'm already working that week. So, because oh, we already have our schedule out. And, yeah. you know, it was just a, that, that was a big event for us. It's, it's a big event for, I think, some older guys, most probably guys that are most interested in this podcast because that's when we kind of get together and you see all your friends from all around and guys right. you've competed against. And it's nice for me because a lot of the guys I've competed against in the, in the past, I don't compete against those guys anymore. Oh, so that's yeah. pretty cool because A, I'm in a different division, B, well, I'm in a different weight division, and now I'm in a different age division than most of them. Right. Yeah. So um, that's cool to be able to be happy for them when they're outside your your group. But for Fight sure. to Win is going on. They've had quite a few events. Um, they're actually going on tonight, which I don't think this podcast will be out in time. But this So this would be uh, Friday, July 10th. And the Fight to Win tonight, surprisingly enough, brings back some um we say kyle tara when was the last time he competed oh man uh that's actually you kind of asked the question before i even got to pull it up because no i i don't know i mean i don't yeah, i don't think he's competed i thought he quote retired yeah i mean it's so that that's what i was looking up to see there's um there's been a, a large gap and the um, thing is he's he's um so kyle tara tonight is in the the co-main event right and he's uh fighting a guy named gabe tuttle who's a uh 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu guy. Oh, okay. So that yeah. tells me it's a no-gi match. Yes. That's that kind of interesting. Sense. 
Man, I cannot find The last time I saw him compete was against Jeff Glover when he... And I'm sure he competed after that, but Jeff Glover won a gi match against him, and then he came back and tapped Jeff Glover. And that was the last time that I saw him compete. I don't know the last time he competed in the IBJJF, but it's been a, I it's think been it's been a, a minute, right? Time. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, well, here you go. Uh, career highlights, IBJJF World No-Gi Champion 28-2017. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's been a little bit of time. I guess yeah. I thought it was longer than that. So that'll be a good match to watch tonight. Oh, here you go. IBJJF European Open Champion 2018. That has to be the last time he competed. Yeah. I didn't realize it was 2018, though. I thought 2017 seemed like... You know, it's like, oh, okay, that, that kind of makes sense. But yeah. I thought it might have been. Yeah, he was at Nogi Worlds two years ago. Because I remember Jackson and I walked by him. I'm like, hey, you know who that was? And he's like, no. <laughs> now, now he does. Oh, now sure. he does. I'm but sure yeah, he's like, I don't know who that was. I'm yeah. like, okay. Um, so that, that's going to be a good match. Um, Edwin uh, Najmi yeah. is uh, going to be fighting um, Oswal- Os- Osvaldo. And I cannot say his last name. You, If you want to take a shot of it, you can. It's right there. I know who he is. I, I feel like I'm going to butcher it. Even no, when I look no, no, at no, no, it, I'm no, no, like... No. I, and he, he, and you know what? Like, he also has a nickname, but good luck saying that too. Because um, it starts with a... I can't... I mean, but the guy's won like... I mean, he's been around for a while. I think he's sure. a master's division now. Um, let me see if I'm right about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in 2018, he was a master's one. But this guy's won Nogi Worlds, um, Pans Nogi... Um, I don't know if this is going to end up, let me see here. Let's just take a look at it real quick. Um, what are the chances? So I, you know what, Edwin, he competes gi and no gi. So I don't know. That's the main event. So I don't know yeah. what, which, which one they're doing. Yeah. Right, right, right. I know. I was trying to see, I'm trying to find a better like list of everything that was going on. Cause usually it's like, you've got the official list and then there's like, some other podcast or something has more like yeah yeah i don't know you know it's funny fight to win that most of the time their coverage it seems to be more so just on flow grappling yeah and it's usually after the fact um i'm not even logged in the flow right now so yeah there there um there is a another guy that's on the rise who you all if you watch flow at all are probably familiar with um and his name is andrew and i'm gonna butcher his last name it's wiltsy I think that's how you say it. We'll so. see. Yeah. He comes to town occasionally at uh, one of our local gyms here, Triangle Academy, and oh, uh, he, okay. he's he's taught there. He's one of the guys from Pettigo Fighting Systems. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, if you're familiar with the series Daisy Fresh, he was one of the main uh, guys that they they follow in that. Mm. Um, they kind of track him through his no no gi um, world tournament where he wins first place and then gets promoted to black belt. He had a fight to win about two weeks ago. Um, when his his black belt debut and that was Nogi, I think it was. Okay. Um, can't re- recall, but he's going to be fighting John Combs, who's gotcha. a, yeah. I think you know him, yeah. ABCC qualifier, yeah. and he's going to be a tough, 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 tough cookie. So that's going to be an amazing match. And so those are the those are the last three matches. Is this one forty five or one? This is one forty six, I believe. But let me just let me just yep one forty six. It's going to be actually in Austin. Um, and all these matches have been in Texas, so I don't know if this, this is an issue just because they, their rules are a little looser. If it's easier just to base out of Texas and go from Dallas to Houston to Austin Probably. to San Antonio yeah. and kind of circle around, it seems like a pretty smart approach. One other guy that I would say, if, if you're going to watch this tonight, which what I would this is obviously going to come out after the matches, but if you're going to jump back on in 146 and watch it, please, please, please. Take the time to uh, watch Clay Mayfield. Um, he's one of our local yeah. guys here. He owns Triangle Academy. He is one of the Pedigo Fighting System guys, um, and uh, he uh, he's just a, an amazing competitor. And he's going to be fighting a guy named Xavier Silva, who's a new brown belt. Okay. Um, uh, it'll be a it'll be one of the last brown belt matches, but it should be an awesome match. And Clay is just. Man, the guy is tough as nails. Um, yeah, strong, sure. good, great competitor. Um, amazing to watch. He's not a boring fighter. Um, you can watch his matches all day long, and you'll learn something. So, um, he is. Uh, it's definitely going to be worth the time just to fast forward through there. They're saying that he's going to be fighting at. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the times right now. About eight twelve. 
and considering that the the, the matches start at 5.30, you can kind of track it out from there. Right. Because when you're watching these on flow, that sometimes they are a little difficult to find the matches in the center. But I have no doubt that he's going to become a headliner. Um, and he's going to – I'm sure he's around the corner from getting his black belt. But um, – you know, probably not. I, I don't know how you know how much longer, but guy, his level, his level of jujitsu is just it's off yeah, the charts. It's awesome. And he, yeah. and he runs a he runs a really cool school. Um, he runs an open mat on Sundays, which he invites everybody to. Yeah, and you're telling me about that. that yeah, yeah, they're yeah, interesting. They're, yeah, so you know, if you guys are ever interested in open mat, what I always say is you check check with your instructor first, make sure they have a good relationship with the place you're going to. Um, you don't you don't want to go into the you know. You don't want to be trial by fire, you know, or go into an environment that your instructor feels is unsafe environment because there are places like that. Oh yeah, um, and no one knows you as good as your instructor, and they probably know where you're talking about, or where you're going, and they might know the instructors there and know if it's a, a good environment for you in particular. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, he he definitely runs a really awesome open mat because um, it's almost like a, just a training session. Yeah, it's like a competition training session. So it's not like you get there and you you pick somebody and you start to roll. He, it's pretty structured. Yeah, um, and which it, is a bit different. I feel like I don't I don't feel like most places around here no have one, that. No on. one does it. So yeah. I don't know where he picked that up from. I don't know if that's a part of how Heath Pettigo kind of runs things. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good system that he has. It's a really good layout. It's about two hours long and, um, everybody in there is super kind and really just wants to be a better competitor. And there are people from all over that show up on that day. Most of the time you show up at open mat and it's just like, okay, pick your partners. And sometimes you bow in, sometimes you don't. It's like like a lazy Sunday, just kind of thing. Usually I like it because I take it as a time where, um, you can roll and stop. And say, yeah. hey, dude, like twice this week you've done this to me. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. And um, it's more like a study hall session. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, I was going to say it's a study hall for me. Yeah, but yeah. it's def- every Sunday my son's like, are we going? Are we going? I'm like, no, <laughs> dude, I'm working or, or sure. whatever. But um, yeah. anyways, that's fight to win tonight. Um, uh, I would, if you guys get a chance to watch those uh, matches, and I'm sure there's going to be a ton of other great matches in there because people are just hungry to compete right now. So I'm glad they're doing that because I love watching matches. I love watching good competition. Yeah, good jujitsu is always yeah, you know, enjoyable. Yeah. And, and if you don't want to watch the lower bouts, just go ahead and fat. You can always just fast forward up into the the main event. That right. makes it good. Yeah, because they've actually got two blue belts, uh, two blue belt matches. Yeah, there, they do, is, uh, and they'll have kids on there too. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it's it's a good event, man. Um, I think they do a, a pretty decent job with that. Yeah, for sure. So we got that going on tonight, but this weekend, I guess we got the premiere of Fight Island. Fight Island, yeah, Yas Island, Yas. <laughs> Where's the? Lo- I I don't really mean I've been you, in the jujitsu world and not in the MMA world, but I know that there's this Fight Island. I know Masvidal is stepping up to fight Usman. Yeah, but so, I don't know a lot about the other matches. Yeah, Gilbert or what's Burns, going on. Uh, he unfortunately uh, got pulled out. Um, He's COVID positive, right? I believe so. I believe yeah. that's why he got. Yeah, yeah, he is COVID positive. Sorry, it took me a second to to make sure that was right. Yes, He's COVID positive, which I believe. Gilbert told Nate Diaz, even with COVID, he'd still whoop his ass because Nate was talking trash on Twitter. Oh, and he's I like, I don't care, dude. He's like, bring it. Uh, but yeah, so we got Masvidal Usman, and that's uh, it's in the UAE, as uh, where Yas Island is. Oh, it is. Yeah. So see, in um, my mind, I'm p- picturing it like somewhere in the Keys or something. No, uh, I will double check here. Give me two seconds. Yas Island. Yeah, it's in Abu Dhabi. So bam, there you go. Man, they love their. Jiu-Jitsu and mixed martial arts. They huh? do, which is it's it's awesome. So uh yeah, we'll break that down real quick. You got uh you got Usman and Masvidal. Um uh, Masvidal stepped up on uh very, very short notice. Eleven day, twelve day. But the trick to that is uh Dustin Poirier says that uh Masvidal's just been using his fight camp to stay ready for okay. this. So uh the whole time that you know uh Poirier's been training, Masvidal's been in there just basically trading punches with him the whole time. So um, for anybody who thinks it's uh, McGregor-Diaz, where Diaz was just kind of, he stepped up to take that fight and sure. he was just on the beach. Same thing, though. Diaz wasn't out of shape. 
you know. Well, Masvidal, what, what weight does he fight at? Do you know off the top of your head? It's lighter than Usman, though. Uh, yeah, because they're 185, so he'd be 170. Okay, I so the, yeah, yeah. He, he's coming out because I, I somebody told me last night that he was eating pizza. Yeah, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. just bulking up or whatever for it because that uh, might work better for him. That was Nate versus um, Masvidal, right? Was it 170 for that BMF belt? Oh, that's right. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which that was a good fight. You yeah, know? I hated that it ended the way it did. Yeah, you know, but. Yeah. That's to be expected with all that scar tissue building. So if you're days. if you're Masvidal's coach, what do you say to him? Oh, so that's the the thing that I don't know that I haven't really seen from them is like what did what did he train for, right? Right. You know, um, uh, not Masvidal. Usman's been training for a black belt in jujitsu. You know, this whole time. Where now you're switching to a guy that's a striker, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, you know, so Usman's game's changed, but. Masvidal's been training for Usman. There's no nobody else. You know, he had right. that contract dispute with with the UFC and said he wasn't going to fight till he got paid and all that. The whole time, dude's not an idiot. He's just been training to fight. No, he's know, not. I, I, dude. I think he's he's a pretty smart guy. He's going to have a smart game plan. Yeah. Going in. So I think he's had you know he's had his game plan built the whole time that he's been just waiting in the wings for somebody to go for this particular situation to pop up right. and say, hey, we need a money fight. You know, here's some dollars. Get in here, you know you want this is what you want anyway. Sure, and uh, you know so now they're there. Um, Usman, looking back at him, you know just from his uh, his recent fights, uh, you know he beat Colby Colby Covington, uh, which that was a beautiful fight because I hate Colby Covington. Yeah, I cannot stand that guy. Um, you know it's a uh, he, he's somebody that I was I was glad to see him get beat down. Um, but then like Woodley, he just wrestled Woodley to yeah. death, which I was surprised by. I kind of felt Woodley. Yeah, should've... Woodley. Woodley. He looked. If you remember when he fought um, uh, Rory, mm-hmm. there was this level of hesitancy that yeah. he had in that fight, which was really frustrating to watch. Um, it, he had that same type of hesitancy when he was fighting um, Usman. Yeah. Oh, you could see he was in his head the whole time. He was yeah, just like so he I... didn't want to be there, or not. Maybe not that he didn't want to be there. I shouldn't say that because I'm not him, but just. His head was still in the water. It looked like there was something he felt uncomfortable with. I don't know if it was the timing, if it was the intimidation. There's a lot of things that you don't know. Like, was it was it the impact of one of the punches that kind of got to his head? Sure. Is it the movement? Is it he's just feeling uncomfortable? He had a very t- difficult time initiating anything. Yeah. And back when he fought um, Rory, I, that's understandable because Rory was really at the top of his game at that time. Right. And he was a really intimidating fighter. And it was one of those things where you try to close the distance and you're going to get peppered. Right. And you can only take so much of that. Um, So I don't, don't really know what was going on, but there was certainly this, this, this hesitancy to initiate, to, to take control or control the tempo of the fight. Right. Um, And he really had that with, with uh, Usman on his last fight. Uh, my question is: Has Usman recently fought anybody that's going to be like Masvidal? Uh, I mean, so he he beat Colby, beat Tyron, um, RDA. He fought RDA, who's I feel like a good on the feet kind of guy, but he's yeah. not he's not the the greatest yeah. striker in the world. I feel like he's he's loosened up too. Yeah. I, I think RDA's past his prime at this point, um, so I wouldn't say that. Uh, Damian Maya, obviously jiu-jitsu guy damien <laughs> damien's funny because he says he doesn't want to hurt you right yeah he said that multiple times so he's not he's not a puncher he just wants to get you down submit you and go home uh and then before that like i mean honest i don't even know who yeah. some of the guys were so i mean it so, could be yeah. something where mazidal plays it really smart and he's sticking moves and he, he kind of gets him tripped up we know that uh, you know usman has bad knees yeah um he may be mobile the, the day of the the day of the fight but you know it's from what i understand he has a very difficult time kind of just with mobility on a daily basis. Yeah. Now what level that is when you're talking about an athlete like him, it might be like sure. us on our best day ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, definitely. But he, he may take advantage of that. He may take advantage of being the smaller guy thinking he has a, a larger gas tank. Yeah. Um, being very unorthodox. He also might look at a situation where Usman just takes him down and, and lays on him for a little bit. And wears oh, him down. I feel that's probably game plan number one for Usman yeah. is just to wear him out against the cage. But I would imagine at a camp, now who, who knows who uh, Masvidal is training with, but I imagine at that camp, they've got to have some pretty high-level wrestlers there. Oh, yeah. So it's sure. probably something that, especially in his preparation for um, Ben Askren, yeah. he's had to have had some pretty top-notch guys 
and he's been around for a long time. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I think um, 2003 is when he got his professional yeah, start. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting nonetheless. Um, I, I mean, I want to see it. I, I, I'm excited about it. Um, I really want to see Gilbert Burns fight because I, I like him a lot. But, you know, hey, I'll definitely take this one. Oh, and you know what? This will probably get better ratings. Oh, for sure. Unfortunately, there's a lot of just MMA fans that don't know who Gilbert Burns is. Yeah. I mean, unlike they, the, 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 the BJJ world who we all, you know, the guys. Yeah, everybody knows who that phenom, is. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's a, if you talk, that's where you get your casual fans. Yeah, and that's yeah. Where, and he does a good job of doing that. He does a fantastic job. Who's, who's on the co-main? Co baptizing people. So that's going to be another fantastic fight. Uh, you got Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max uh, Holloway. Okay, yeah, and they've already fought so once. So they this fought is part once. Two. Volkanovsky yep, yep, yep. Uh, beat him. And then uh, Holloway, who, um, you know, obviously, like I said, he got beat by Volkanovsky. That was his last fight. Uh, before that, he beat Frankie Edgar, um, and then he lost that uh, the interim title to Poirier because him and yep. Poirier fought for the interim. He lost that, which was still a fantastic fight. Uh, Who do then, you think wins this one? So, considering Volkanovski hasn't lost in a very long, he has one loss on his record. Okay. Um, like and when that he was first started, way back, yeah, when he was yeah. in Australia fighting. Um, so, which. When I first learned that, I didn't realize he was Australian. I did not know he was born in Australia and all mm. that. With a name like Volkanovski, you just don't... I don't expect him yeah. to be from there. But, um, but yeah, Volkanovski hasn't lost in a very, very long time. Holloway's only lost five fights total in his career, and they've all been to, to top-level guys. But um, it would be hard-pressed to say Volkanovski couldn't beat Holloway again. Right, um, especially after last... But Holloway's the kind match. of guy that he... He adapts. He learns. He goes back to the drawing board, and um, I think maybe he can find a chink in the armor and and find a way to to get to Volkanovski. Um, I wouldn't count him out. Let's just yeah. say that. Okay. Uh, but if I had to put money on it, I'd go Volkanovski. Just and I don't normally do that. I always say whoever at this level of fighting, I always look at the person that um, that lost and give them the advantage as they go back into the fight. Sure. Um, just because there's a or there's a hunger there. Yes. Um, you made mistakes. It's always easier to make mistakes and correct mistakes than do things right and say, Ooh, shoot, do I add or I just perfect the things I did right in that fight. Right. Um, but in this one, man, I, I, if I remember the fight correctly, it was not all that close. Yeah. And I, I don't know if Max is on the trajectory where his game is actually improving at this point. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like he peaked. Yeah, right? I feel like we have two different trajectories. And you don't know because you see these guys fight so infrequently. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge assumption. But yeah, I would say I, I would go with uh, uh, Volkanovski on this one. For sure. You didn't tell me who you, you're picking on the first fight, though. Oh, uh, honestly. We're talking I, about how interesting it is. Yeah, I, I kind of want to see. If you had uh, $200,000 to put on one fighter. I would... I would probably throw it on uh, on Street Jesus. I would oh, like, really? I'd like okay. to get, see Usman get baptized, is what yeah. I would say. Okay. Um, <laughs> just because I feel like Jorge brings it. You okay. know, Usman is a very uh, calculated fighter. Yeah. I'd say he's most of his wins are by decision. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's going to try and play smart. He's going to hold Jorge against the cage. Yeah. Kind of beat him down slowly. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Jorge's going to bring it to him. I expect Jorge okay. to throw some kicks. Yep. You know, um, hopefully his uh, takedown defense is top notch right now. Because if not, all it takes is one of those kicks, and then yeah, we're going to watch yeah. a you know a, a snuggle fest for. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's probably what it's going to be. But who knows? But um, I, I've got I don't know if I if I had two hundred thousand just to just to throw down and say all right, you know, give me some blood sport. I want to see Jorge win. Okay, uh, personally, but um, and then Volkanovski, like I said, if I had to put yeah. money on him, uh, then you've got Peter Yan versus Jose Aldo. I'm not even really going to talk about that one too much. I just feel like Peter Yan's going to run Jose into the ground. I know. I wish that's not the case, but it sounds like it is going yeah. to be the case. And I mean, sure, Aldo could could beat me from bell to bell, and that's fine. But from uh, from a professional level, I, again, I think Aldo peaked, and you know, he's Holloway beat him twice. You know, yeah. um, so Peter Yan's another hungry guy. Yeah, I, he's. I don't see him losing right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah, it's not a toss-up at all. Then we got uh, Jessica Andrade, Andrade. versus Thug Rose. Uh, Nama Jonas, as uh, uh, DC would say. Yeah. With Rose being out for so long. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I guess it's only been... And that, she, year, right? she got knocked the fuck out. Am I right? With so, this. if I remember correctly I, with that I, fight... I, 
Yeah. It was, uh, she was winning, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. And Andrade, she got her in like a crucifix, if I remember. She had a crucifix and Andrade stood up with her. And then she dumped her and knocked her out with the slam. Right. So, so yeah, she did get knocked out. But I feel like it's one of those fluke things. Like she was. I don't know if she's going to see it as a fluke thing though. Andrade? No. Oh, Rose. You think Rose yeah. in her head? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, who knows? Who knows? And she took off. She took time off for basically mental health. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was, which I think is smart to step back and say, like, I don't need to get punched in the head right now. I need to step back, mm-hmm. do some other stuff, and then now she feels like it's worth, you know, her yeah. blood, sweat, and tears to be there. So to me, that means she's probably in a good mental state yeah. because she's so aware of her mental health. And this is one where I where I picked the person that lost. The first time, so yeah. I'm picking picking Rose, Rose on, on this for one. Sure. Yeah. I would I would love to see Rose come back and win it. And she's she's a likable person, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I oh think yeah, that, um, you know, casual fan. I wish she'd let her hair grow it. out again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is kind of interesting. The the shaved head. it's more menacing, you know. It's yeah. Uh, oh, she looks so beautiful with long hair. She but, she did she yeah. did you know, but uh, that's her thing. And then the, the the last fight on the main card, you've got Amanda Rebus versus Paige Van Zant, and I think if I remember correctly, this is Paige's last fight on her UFC contract. Okay. So I see Paige losing this one, and I mm-hmm. see her testing free agency waters, and then probably going, you know, to another organization after this. If she even does that, I mean, she has so many avenues that she can open up. Oh, for sure. She's got a pretty big social media following, and yeah, I'm sure huge. that she could be. Uh, captured by a lot of different industries. Yeah. I mean, how many um, times does she want to break her arm? I mean, yeah, you know, I at, don't know. at this yeah. point. She's got I, a good personality. She's got a good presence. Yeah. And so she could do a lot with that now that she's been recognized. So. For sure. Definitely. So you're watching these tomorrow night? Uh, I feel like I am. Um, if I don't watch them tomorrow night, I'll watch them Sunday morning, which is what happens sometimes. But um I'm in the I'm in the headspace of like, do I have something to do tomorrow night? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I feel like there's something I need to do and I can't remember. But I do want to watch these, um, especially especially the co-main and the main, um, and then that uh, that Namajunas fight, uh, Paige Van Zant fight. I'm not really interested in, and the Peter Yan Aldo. Like I said, I just feel like that's going to be a mauling. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. So, um, and I'll have a chance to watch it because I. Work early that morning and not so early the next morning. So definitely oh, yeah. gonna watch it. Right. So um, just want to take a second out. Um, I know our intro. I'm gonna add into that our sponsors. Yeah. But Thanks. I figure that we give them a, a mention right now quickly. Sure. Um, so we have our first two sponsors. Um, our first one is Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy. Um, they're at TennesseeHempPharmacy.com. That's T N Hemp Pharmacy with an F. So that's T N H E M P f-a-r-m-a-c-y.com um you know my my own story is probably a lot like um a lot of folks out there in jujitsu in in regards to uh joint pain back pain Mm -hmm. and i've done everything from um you know turmeric which i still do right to occasional NSAIDs, ice baths you know, my first my first experience with joints hurting really was back when I was holding mitts a lot, and um, I think this was back when I was in med school, and um, I was always holding mitts, but it didn't start affecting me until that point where my shoulders and elbows started hurting. Yeah, and I went through this period of time where I was like, "Wow, man, naproxen really works well. Motrin really works well. Yeah, this stuff's amazing." And I still remember taking a bite of dinner, and then my stomach just killing me. Oh, sure. And I, I think I was, you know, developing an ulcer from all that. Right. And so the one thing about NSAIDs is they, they are not without side effects. And that's, uh, that's excluding all the other side effects of NSAIDs. And we can get into that. And again, NSAID is a non-inflammatory uh, steroid. Um, non- <laughs> non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Um, because steroids are uh, like the big daddy when it comes to um, inflammation. Mm-hmm. Not the steroids that make you big and buff, but glucocorticosteroids. Um, those are the ones that help with inflammation uh, and do an amazing job with that. But they, again, they also have their side effects. Yeah. And so that. they do. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, you know, when I need my last stitch effort, when I'm really hurting, yeah, sure, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip into the, to either naproxen or meloxicam or, or just plain old Motrin. But it can be, it can tear you up. 
And so, you know, I think everyone's heard of the benefits of CBD oil. And I thought, you know, what's the what's the risk in doing that? You know, very little. Yeah, um, for sure. Now, you, you have to talk about full spectrum versus broad spectrum and all those things. But I think for the most part, um, we've never really looked to see if you piss positive for THC with those. And so I, I, I was in enough discomfort where I, I really didn't care at that point. Right. So um, I started with the CBD oil actually from Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy. Okay. Um, and it was a game changer, an absolute game changer. The only time it doesn't work is when I don't take it. Oh, right. And on. so I, I take the, the oil once in the morning and once at night. Okay. That was about to ask. Is it once a day or twice a day? Yeah, I do it twice yeah. a day. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, this has been for about a year now. Yeah. And I know it's working because the days I don't take it, mm-hmm. I, I might last a day. But you get to two days and I'm hurting. My hands are aching. My elbows are aching. It's even hard for me to do a push-up sometimes unless I'm really warm. Yeah. But when I'm, and I, you know, and it might be all hocus pocus. I don't know. But I'll tell you, it works well for me. Sure. Um, I've talked to a few folks that have the same issues that I have and it's worked for them. And Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy, they do everything from hemp flower, uh, muscle relief gels. They have salves. They have bath bombs. They even got products for your pets. Yeah. So that's funny. It actually, uh, I do know people that have used it for their pets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And it's, it's interesting. It's worked for yeah. different, different ailments. Um, yeah, I, I use the 500 milligram, uh, twice a day, full spectrum oil. Um, they also have a thousand milligram, uh, bottle, uh, but I just use the 500 and that's been good enough for me. Did you just um, put it uh, under your tongue. I put it under my tongue, hold it there for about 10 seconds. Yep. Um, in the morning I do that at night I do that. Then I take some melatonin and go right to sleep. Gotcha. So that's my, that's my secret concoction for, for going to sleep. So, um, their slogan is changing lives one customer at a time. Um, I would highly recommend that if you guys are having any aches or pains, anything that's ailing you, making you not perform quite as well on the mat or your post-workout is uh ailing you at, at work yeah <laughs> <laughs> um sure. hey what what is the harm just just go to the website it's tennessee hemp pharmacy and dot com and, and check them out get the product try it once and um if it doesn't work for you it doesn't but at least you can say you tried it now with, with that i will say make sure trying it once doesn't mean one dose no 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 try no, 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 a no, no. you know a bottle or whatever you know yeah. and, and give it you know that month or however long that lasts you right give, give it the bottle yeah, yeah. Give try the, the bottle time. be consistent with it because you will not you won't see any effects the first one two three times you take it because I've, right. I've done that you know yeah. it's like oh what's the difference in this versus you know something with thc and you know, people have it in their heads that you're supposed to feel X, Y, Z, whatever. And that's, that's not the case. Yeah, so give yeah. it, give it the whole, you know, dosing and, and, you know, give it a try. Yeah. And what I would challenge people to do is if you're taking a number of things, stop all of it and just try this on its own. Sure. Yeah. Because, you know, and that's what I've done. And we went, we took a little trip to, um, to, uh, Asheville for Amy's birthday Yeah. and I did not take it with me. Oh no. And I knew by the time we came back. Yeah. And we're not doing heavy activity. We're hiking. Sure. You know, that's nothing compared to rolling. Yeah. And uh, so that's just another example where when I don't take it, I definitely feel the effects. Our second sponsor is Revital Health Clinics. And we've had uh, uh, Brandon uh, Sweat on the podcast before. Yeah. And he is the owner and operator of Revital Health Clinics. And this is a testosterone optimization group. Um, and... They can be contacted through his website, revitalhealthclinics.com. Um, it's a wellness clinic. Um, it really focuses on men, but they, he does expand out to women's health care. Um, you know, his idea is making health people healthier uh, by optim- optimizing their hormone levels. Um, he's just a fantastic guy with a wealth of experience. Um, I've been with him for several years now, and it has absolutely changed my life. Yeah. So, um, if you guys are feeling low energy, if you're feeling like, um, you're not getting the workouts that you want, um, I would call them up, uh, or go through the website mm-hmm. and just contact them. Or if you guys contact me, I can hook you guys up. Um, I can't say enough about it. Yeah. Uh, training partners of mine that have hooked up with him, um, have constantly thanked me. It's completely changed their lives. It gives them the energy that when they get home from work, they can actually go to the gym and feel excited about it. Yeah, Recovery awesome. is much faster. And the, the bottom line is if you're over 30, it's not a bad idea to get your testosterone level checked. 
Right. It doesn't mean that you have to be committed to lifelong testosterone, but it's something that you can look into to optimize your 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 day, to right. optimize your life. Um, so again, that that's uh, Brandon Sweat at Revital Health Clinics. Um, go to the website, give him a call, give me a call. I'll hook you guys up. Um, it, it, it's a game changer. Yeah, and if you missed, I think it was episode five that we had him on for five or six. I can't remember where we're at now. Um, but go back and listen to that podcast because he, he he had a lot of good information. I yeah. felt like I thought it was yeah. a very good. Podcast. Yeah, and I'd like and to have him back on with some other folks, um, and we'll eventually do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, we, we did our rundown. We kind of did our COVID approach. Um, what is in store for the next week or so when it comes to jujitsu? We don't know. Have no clue. Yeah. Cause you know, cases are on the rise. Um, yeah. so, you know, if, if you're training at home, what, what would you recommend for folks if they're training at home that they can kind of optimize things if they're by themselves? Yeah. So, uh, you know, doing solo drills, that's, um, that's like to me it's the least fun thing to do because i just enjoy that whole you it's know kata getting, for jujitsu yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i like getting pushed um but you know the the whole um making a training dummy and all that that's been helpful my neighbor did you make one i did not okay. i personally did not so my neighbor because I've, I've had people that i've been lucky enough that want to learn yeah um so like my wife my neighbor's son who i believe is 15 uh and if you listen to this sorry if you're not 15 Aaron, um he decided he wanted to try it out oh that's cool so i was like oh come over i need yeah. a, i need a body that's fine but he wanted to work on stuff by himself too um so i was like okay put this dummy thing together whatever and he's you know at home training arm bars and it's really oh, that's cool so for somebody who knows nothing about jujitsu yeah. at all um you know you stuff a hoodie with some pillows and some clothes so or many so many different yeah, videos so now so many different ways you could put it together and yeah. uh you know it's really helpful for him so from somebody who doesn't do jujitsu it's helped him learn and he's come back over and you know it's yeah um oh yeah i worked on this or whatnot so it's been helpful me personally i just haven't done it yet um, yeah, I, yeah i actually take um like a, a broomstick or like we've got this long pole at the house and if i want to like use some like um like a pummel drill or something like that um i set it up and i just work off of that because it's stiff um, oh, the okay, yeah. are a little bit too loose for me yeah i just don't like rolling with them um and i think jackson choice. did the same thing i think he might have stuffed a um a noodle yeah pool noodle kind of thing or, yeah uh, through the sleeves yeah he did something where he was like, hey, I'm so excited about this. And yeah. I was like, can we just train? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's, but it's way stiffer. That's the thing. I don't like stuffing the clothes in there because it just doesn't yeah. – it's not as rigid for me yeah. um, to feel like there's something I can actually like grab onto. Yeah, I, I had a video I think I sent everyone in, in our training group. Yeah. Of, I was leaving work, and I heard the kids in the gym, and I heard my oldest young, yelling at my middle son about doing push up, pull-ups. And oh, so they're in yeah. there, like getting the whole workout in. Yeah. And I grab them, and I'm like, I made this dummy 15 years ago. Yeah, I remember. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's tough. I, I, I kind of have a like a three prong approach, kind of like what we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. when it comes to this this period of time, and and part of it's, um, you know, obviously the mental game. This is the time I think that if you if you don't have an opportunity to be with your training partners, or if you're doing if your gym is not allowing contact because where you're at, right? That this is a time to watch video. It's a time to watch competition. Yeah. Um. And I think you have that mental aspect of things, kind of organizing your your game itself and where is it weak and what should you concentrate on. Um. And if you're a video guy watcher of technique, do that. If it's competition, do that. But that's the mindset and that's building up that portion of it for sure. And then you have obviously the ancillary training, and that would be lifting, running. Um, sports specific type movements. Right. Um, and again, that's the stuff that most of us don't enjoy as much or we wouldn't be in jujitsu because most of what we have to do has to do with partners. And of course right. that's the third aspect is sports specific. So I always say there's mental, there's, you know, your ancillary sport uh, exercises, mm-hmm. whether that's lifting, whether that's running, whether that's functional lifting. And then you have, you know, your partner training and that can be anything from drills to sparring, to um, specific sparring, to, you know, and, and, you know, the categories or the the branches that go on and on. And, you know, you would like to split those up actually pretty damn evenly for the casual trainer. But obviously, if you're not able to do the partner drills as often, then you got to switch that effort over into one of the two other aspects. And that's just been my approach when it comes to any type of, um, you know, um, sport. Um, yeah. Whether it's tennis, you can apply it to that. Whether it's weightlifting, you can apply it to that. If it's 
you know, gymnastics, same idea. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know what direction we're going in. Our cases are on the rise and it seems like our sense of urgency is not as high as it was before our prevalence was lower. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of ass backwards. It is for sure. For sure. Uh, uh, one, one thing I will add on the, the whole, uh, you know, working out thing. Um, I kind of wish more people would do it. Uh, and it's, it may be hard for some people that have never wrestled, uh, but just working on like your shots, uh, just like, you know, the, yeah. the motions of, um, you know, just a single leg or double leg, uh, and then your sprawls, mm-hmm. nobody really does them that well. If you've never wrestled, you know, no. there's, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Like most yeah. people suck at it. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. That's not me, you know, being mean. It's just, you know, a lot of people need work on them. So yeah. you can do those at home. Well, if you were going to have somebody do three solo drills that, that is at home right now and just and I know it's very game specific, but most of the yeah. most of the guys that are listening to us, they're, they they haven't been around for years, so they really don't have a game. I mean, there are people out there, but I'm just telling you sure. from the people that email me and contact me, mm-hmm. these guys are usually white to purple belt level. Right. So, and I think at purple belt, you're starting to develop your game. Mm-hmm. You really understand what you like, and you and you have this idea how to express your personality through your jujitsu. Right. Up until then, they don't. So you in particular. What three what three drills would you give people as far as a solo drill to do? A solo drill to do. Um, you know, <laughs> with you asking me that, it's just specifically the three that I had in my head because people need to work on them. Uh, and that's those are wrestling based, essentially. It would be your sprawl because people are going to try and take you down all right. the time. Uh, jiu-jitsu, obviously, uh, in gi, they have grips and things like that. Sure. So it's not as prevalent as uh, no-gi, like the leg takedowns, I would say. But uh, learning how to sprawl properly, mm-hmm. uh, learning how to take a shot, because you can set up you know, all kinds of different uh, takedowns with that movement, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then three is get one of those blow-up exercise balls and do spin drills, because that's going to mm, help your conditioning, okay. that's going to help your movements, taking the back. Um, you know, Spin drills, dude, they, they killed me when I was learning how to wrestle, but okay. I feel like those helped me so much uh, yeah. and just being aware of like how your how your body reacts to that ball moving yeah you know and granted we had partners and stuff in the gym but you know if you don't have somebody that's going to actually like react off of you spinning around just get crazy on the ball that ball's going to move yeah you know and just work off that those are the three that i would say if you're looking for something to to add into your training that's not you know jujitsu moves yeah i would say those three i mean you can get a great workout that way um you do three sets of 20 shots three sets of 20 sprawls one thing i like to do um i I don't because of my specific game it's not something that i I concentrate on a lot but combining that idea that you have of the ball along with the sprawl and the spin one drill that we do uh with the kids um, i have two different size balls one for the little kids and one for jackson Uh and myself we kick it or roll the ball up against the wall. Uh-huh. It bounces at us, and we sprawl. There you go. Yeah, um, that's and a then, good one. Then you know you you can spin, or you just get up, push it up against the wall again, mm-hmm. and sprawl. It's almost like you're throwing the ball at the wall. It's coming at you, so you got to sprawl. Yeah. Now, <laughs> we used to do this where my two youngest would line up, and they would, I would roll the ball at them, mm-hmm. and they would sprawl, kick it back to me. Cause then, they, then they're having fun cause they're kicking it. Sure, dude, yeah. one time, <laughs> dude, I rolled it at Joey. Yeah. He fucking sprawled. He smashed his goddamn face on them. Oh, and, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah. He's such a tough kid. Sure, he's like, yeah. he's just like, my like, bro, you okay? And he's like, I okay. <laughs> and he gets up and you just see the tears running down. And I go, you, you all right? He's like, I okay. Come on, let's go. I'm like this little tough nugget, man. His older brother's like looking. I'm like, dude, dude, you're not okay, man. <laughs> Take a break. Take advantage of this. <laughs> he might have a concussion. Yeah, <laughs> he hit so fucking hard, man. Yeah, dude, but he just kept going. But yeah, I mean that that's a combination of that 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 Swiss ball or the yoga ball, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And um, how, how you can combine it up because I think that's a, a super useful tool. No, I like that a lot. And yeah. you can you can um, like you said, if you set that up, you know, taking the shot set, you, you do a set of twenty, you know, do a set of twenty sprawls, and um, you do a set of twenty spins. Yeah, you know, ten to the right, ten to the left. You three sets of that, you're toasty for sure, for you sure. Know? And, yeah. and people people don't realize that. Yeah, it's a good workout. And it's, yeah. it's all, it's all practical. It will all transfer over yeah. to your game. You know, yeah. it's not like useless movement. And we'll do those movement drills a lot of times in between our lifting. 
So let's just say like, okay, we're going to do, we're going to do a superset. Maybe we'll do a bench, uh, pull up and then, you know, sit-ups of some sort. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, we'll do the bench pull up sit-ups and then bam, we'll hit the, the movement drills, like three sets of 20 of something. Right. Then we go right back to our lifting. Um, so that's just another way of kind of mixing everything in there. If you you guys are at home and able to do that. Well, my wife listens to this. She's probably going to add it in. She tries to kill me when I work out with her. She's the lifter lifter and I'm the the grappler. Yeah. And, uh, it's anytime she's like, Hey, you want to go work out? I'm like, no, yes. <laughs> Cause I know what I'm in store for, man. Yeah. She, she puts it on the board and I'm like, okay, yeah. I guess I'm going to die today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing is too, um, is do something. And I like that because you're doing something you're uncomfortable with. And yeah. this is a time for people to, if they're, if they want to, uh, improve an injury, whether it's ankle strength, cause you've, you've rolled your ankle a few times, or if maybe it's flexibility, which is probably uh, a lot of people's Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they don't like stretching. They feel it's a waste of time. Yeah. Um, you know, it is, this is the time to do that for sure. You know, so you can come back, uh, and add something that you weren't so great at. And I'll tell you the one thing that you can do to prevent injuries is stretching. Yeah. You know, the people do not spend enough time doing it. Yeah. So. Especially if you're a purple belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, we're, we're coming up on an hour. Um, I know that uh, soon we're going to actually, I think the very next one I'm going to ask uh, our professor, uh, Reginaldo Almeida, or Reginaldo Almeida, Hedginaldo. to uh, be on with us. Yeah. Um, we also have the wives uh, episode uh, where we got to, which tempers won't be as high because people aren't training <laughs> as much anymore. Yeah, for but sure. we'd love to get their uh, input on uh, husband's training and difficulties at home and trying to balance that uh, jujitsu yeah. uh, family home life balance. Um, but I, this is a good one to come back and talk about some of the events coming up. And, you know, as we say, always, we'll try to be, we will be more <laughs> consistent and, uh, we'll get this published out as soon as I get some new intro music. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta, gotta get that going. <laughs> I've been on him so much. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you want to add before we close up? No, I don't, I don't think so, man. This has just been a casual episode. Yeah, absolutely. So just something to get us back in the saddle and, yep. uh, hopefully make this more yeah. consistent. So we'll have some, stick with us. yeah, uh, matches to review some videos we'll put up and, uh, you know, uh, uh, professor had me on his, uh, ping pong, um, yeah, that's right. Sunday, uh, Facebook on pong. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to return the favor, get him on here and have a casual conversation, ask him some questions, um, outside of those, those 10 questions we had for him and kind of get more of his story and get him on a wealth of knowledge. And I was going to be exciting. So yeah, for can't sure. wait to make that happen. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, man. It. We're Thank out you. and keep training. <laughs>